survive the night. Oh God! So my notes because I took some notes too. So what? So uh talked about this in the group chat, but I went through all my movies to see which ones I gotta watch next. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's like over 150 because there's like 150 movies and then like fuck, like 20 something series or something that I have not finished watching. Um, it's daunting. Because I don't want to watch a movie every single day because I did that last year for Halloween, like October. It was just a chore. It was so hard. It's kind of how I feel about my uh, video game backlog. Like, I've got so many games that I really want to play. Uh, And then, you know, once I get onto my console, it's just like, oh, where do I start? But one game I did start playing recently, which I think we mentioned was Visage because it's free on Game Pass right now. And, man, it's it's really fucking creepy. Oh, you are playing it? I am, yeah. It's a pretty good game, yeah. I played it a little bit. Um, but right now I'm stuck in a house and I have no idea where to fucking go, which doesn't seem to be the case very often in video games. Like this seems like it's got a lot of, um, uh, puzzle elements in it. Uh, and we might end up playing that live for our survive the night fans. I just like, so 150 movies, I was like, okay, well what if I watched one a week? That'd take me like three fucking years. Stop buying so many movies. That's Don't tell me how to live my life. Just stop for like a month and then you'll get caught up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Luckily for me, I do a lot of, I have a lot of downtime uh, at work so I can put on a movie and watch maybe two a day if I could. Yeah. I just, I come home from work. I'm tired. I don't really want to watch a I movie. I just want to put some new girl on and eat. <sighs> That's it for me, man. Like I'm so tired sometimes. Like this, this whole week I've gotten in bed with the intention of playing video games and i just like passed out Mm -hmm. it never happens to me i'm like fuck is this age last night capitalism uh sarah and i really like buzzfeed buzzfeed that is right yeah jesus christ i think i just feet yeah i just (laughs) i blacked out for a second what are we doing Uh, buzzfeed so buzzfeed supernatural or Mm. buzzfeed unsolved supernatural we really like it they finally came out with their final season they're doing and they've dropped a couple of episodes and they dropped a new one last night and we started watching it, Sarah and I in bed. And I was just like, okay, you can watch it. I'll just listen to it and close my eyes. And I just I passed right out. You're so old. So old and wise. I'm the youngest one here. I know, but you act the oldest. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on episode 14 of Survive the Night, which is crazy to say. On this episode, we're going to be talking about Phantasm. What year was that, Andy? 1979. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm the fact man. He is the fact man. 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 Also, one thing that was missing uh, on our last episode, and I'm sorry for all the fans of it, was reverb. Oh, I thought you were going to say the soundboard. And again, just another apology. Uh, Back to three doors down. Yeah, Uh it's not three doors down. It's third eye blind. Great band. 
Go listen to them. They're em. probably crying right now. Give us a shout out. What was your big hit again? Jumper. No. Jumper. Uh, Semi-Charmed Life? That's it. All right. <laughs> They're a band to me. I don't think I like them or, or, Even or I dislike has them. nothing or... to do with Third Eye Blind. I've got that song stuck in my head that goes, Every time I look at you, I go blind. I think that's Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> Anyway, sure. I'm um, Amir, uh, co-hosting with Andy. I'm Hootie. And Ryan. I'm Blowfish. <laughs> I wanted to say real quick before we start, I saw on Facebook, can't remember what the post was, Amir. You posted it. I mean, Something you on, about you. You're on Meta? You're on Meta? That's, they're not calling it that, though. Oh. That's he, like the blanket. Yeah. Uh, but they're like, we're still going to call it Facebook. Yeah, 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 Anyways, that's stupid. Um you posted something about you getting older or something and having a couple of gray hairs, I guess. Was this on my personal page? Yeah. And I saw it and it just filled me with rage because I don't think you understand what actually having gray hairs is. Oh, yeah. So there was a memory of my girlfriend and I from four years ago and my hair was just looking Ew, a little you bit... like girls? Just looking a little bit blacker. Uh, well, what are you trying to say, Ryan? You just... You got a thick head of hair, thick beard. I see no gray hairs. And then I'm over here thinning, and I've got massive white patches in my beard. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to make myself, you know, better than you or Andy. He really was. No. Fucking Andy. Why are you bringing me into this? Also has beautiful hair. I'm aging like a fine milk. (laughs) Ew. That's going to be our next uh, film that we make where... I, it's a slasher, but it's just me trying to steal people's hair. <laughs> Honestly, that's not a bad concept. I kind of like that because most killers have very petty reasons they for call why me, they're doing things. And that would be a petty reason yeah. to do so. They call me the scalper. Uh, or is that like... I feel like that's already a movie. Um, I feel like that's they, they did that in Maniac. You need to figure out the scientific he name for, there for hair. Yeah. Hold on. The follicle fucker? <laughs> That's taking it to uh, a, an extreme. The scientific name of hair is trichology. You could be the trichologist. <laughs> I'll be the try guy. Oh, yeah. Get it? There, there you go. go. Boom. That's a YouTube. All right. That's Phantasm. the YouTube. The, the guys I like on YouTube. Right, let's talk about this damn movie. Okay. This is Phantasm, year 1979. It was directed by Don... Corleone. Nope. When did I ever refuse an accommodation? Don Coscarelli, who also did John Dies at the End, which if you guys haven't seen it, go see it. It's awesome. The book is also really good. And he did Bubba Hotep, which is another really fun movie. Have you guys seen John Dies at the End? Yes, no. I have. It's really good. It's just a fun movie. It's, a, it's very fun. Yeah. And all practical effects, which mm-hmm. will always win you a spot in my heart. Mm-hmm. Give him practical effects and uh, found footage, and he will marry you on the spot. Hard as the dickens. Uh, <laughs> music was by Fred Miro. Who Fred did, Penner. <laughs> okay. Who did Soylent Green and most of the Phantasm films. Uh, and Malcolm Seagrave, again, most of the Phantasm films. Most of the names I'm going to say, their list is just going to be a bunch of Phantasm films. <laughs> yeah, they, they kept it very... Like like almost like a family. Yeah, yeah, didn't really branch out either yeah. afterwards. Uh, special effects were by Paul Pepperman, who is a co-writer or co-director as well, or co-producer. Sorry. So he did effects. Um, all right, let's get into who it's starring here. Uh, it stars A. 
Michael Baldwin. Uh, he plays Mike, and he's just been in. Wait, a Michael bunch of... plays Mike. Yes. Okay. And he plays. Oh, fuck. He's in a bunch of now Phantasm films. Uh, Bill Thornbury. He plays Jody, and he's in a bunch of Phantasm films. No way. Reggie Bannister plays Reggie, and um, surprise. He's in a bunch of Phantasm films. He's actually the the one that's in all of the Phantasm movies. He is yeah. basically the hero out of all of them. He, um, I saw a thing quoting saying he is the hardest working man in horror. Wow. Yeah. 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 And but he's also been in Bubba Hotep, Silent Night, Deadly Night Four, and just like a ton of B horror movies. Silent Night, Deadly Night Four is amazing. Everyone go see it. Next we have Kathy Lester who plays Lady in Lavender and then I can't remember her name but they have a woman playing her double which is just Lady in Lavender number two or the second or something and her they her name ha- is Laura Mann they have her because um, sh- Kathy Lester didn't want to show her titties yeah didn't want to get naked I wouldn't want to show my and you know what either. Bill Thornbury the his scene where he's getting down with that woman he that's not his butt. He also didn't want to come on. So I think it was just a key grip got in, and just showed his head bomb. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's so weird. Uh, Lynn Eastman Rossi plays Sally, and she was also in Night of the Demons. And then we've got, I guess, for this series and a lot of other stuff, the iconic Angus Scrim, and he plays the tall man. Boy. He's also in. John dies at the end. He's in Wishmaster as a narrator. Andy, and I think Amir's seen this as well, but he's in Chopping Mall, which oh. is a fucking awesome movie. I don't even remember him in that. We but need yeah. to cover Chopping yeah, Mall. Yeah, we do. Stop right there. And he's in a movie called Scream Bloody Murder. Uh, so the movie is about brothers Michael and Jody, and they stumble upon an inhuman mortician that is killing and reanimating the people in their small town. Should probably just call him Mike, because that's what he goes by in the movie. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it begins with uh, you. You were talking about. I, 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 just keep, go. Actually, uh, one thing I just want to say: the very uh, first song that plays and the song, the music throughout the, the movie is amazing. I yes. fucking love the the main theme of the movie. It almost almost reminds me of the um, the Exorcist theme, like but slightly adjusted, uh, like uh, tubular bells. But it it does have its own charm. Tubular bells. Do you think that's supposed to be like uh, ovaries? What? Uh, Welcome to the segment of the show where Ryan just says stuff to fill the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He does that a lot. There we go. Yeah, I could I could see your, your comparison to tubular bells. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, so at the beginning of the movie, it, it shows uh, Jody. Tommy's no. friend, Jody. Tommy's friend Jody is uh, having, says here, sexual intercourse with a lady in the, the cemetery. No, no, sorry. We, it's Jody's friend Tommy. I wrote this wrong, yeah. Or not wrote this. I was reading something else. It's Tommy yeah. who's doing it. Yes, yeah. it's their friend. It's Jody's friend, Tommy. Uh, you haven't even been uh, introduced to uh, Jody yet. Uh, so it's Tommy, and he's, you know, he's in the cemetery with this lady, and. Uh, Getting hot and heavy. Who the fuck does sexual things in the cemetery? I know lots of people that really? have. Yes, t- tons. Not me. Ryan? 
No. Okay. He's that's on his bucket list. <laughs> but it's on I my know fuck it list. <laughs> Stupid. But I know a lot of people who have. Yeah, it's like some I don't know. Just it's fucking weird, don't, guys. Yeah, don't stop it. Don't yell at me. That's how you that's how you contract sexually transmitted demons. <sighs> anyway, the only one who can get it out. The Pope. Tommy is stabbed by the lady in lavender. Actually, the tall man. Boy! I like the cuts in this because it shows her face, and then it immediately goes to his face, and you're like, what is happening? (laughs) So, let's take a stroll on over to Ryan's terrible commentary corner. Well, that was unfortunate. This is the worst theme ever. No, do the um the echo thing for me real quick. Ryan's bad commentary corner. I thought it was called the terrible commentary corner. Fuck. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck it. I'm just gonna Okay, we're in the commentary corner. So this sex scene is so stupid. <laughs> First of all, so she's laying on top of him. You can see almost from her like upper thighs down. So you can see her knees, they're straight. And then it hard cuts to her riding on top of him and then hard cuts back to her legs straight out. Yeah, you can't you don't ride people like that. No, you can't have your body up like a seal or something. There's no continuity in this scene. Also, can't you see her dress when they have those shots? I believe so. Cuz then yeah, you're putting and, it through her fucking dress. And then uh, right after this scene, it shows the funeral, right? Okay, uh, yes. Well, I know it, it, it does. It, I know yeah, it does. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just going to continue. He gets killed, and then it goes. Yeah, to... he gets he gets stabbed by yeah. the tall man being yeah. the woman. Goes to the funeral, and they talk about how it was a suicide. He was stabbed. Yeah. It. How is that a suicide? How are they like? Oh yeah, he killed suicide. himself. He well, went to the cemetery and just knifed himself. The other thing is, forensics have come a long way since the seventies. True, so you basically could just... get away with so much murder back then. Fuck, too bad. I know. I thought you said fucking Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> no, he died in the nineties. He didn't die. That's true. So oh yeah, he's yeah. out there. Pac. Are you done email. your corner part? Yes. Okay. But yeah, Tupac. Send us an email. Anyway, uh, morning. Tell us how you survived the night. <laughs> You're not going to survive this podcast. Because I'm going to dropkick you. Anyway, uh, so they're at the uh, funeral. Uh, Tommy's friends, Jody and Reggie, believed he committed suicide. Stupid. Uh, and then this is, you cut to uh, Mike, and he's on his he's on his dirt bike, and he's just ripping it through the cemetery grounds. So Another thing I wrote down, I was like... Who the fuck's letting this kid ride a dirt I bike know. through the graveyard? I wrote motorcycle dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's he's a thirteen year old. He's very um, is he thirteen? That's what they in said. the movie. Yeah, because he's, he's fourteen in real life. I think while oh. they're doing this, wow. Wow. huge difference. Why it's just weird? Why wouldn't they just be like, yeah, well, yeah, he's fourteen. What's one year? Anyway, he's <laughs> he's observing, like he's following his brother. He's kind of a creepy kid. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he is. likes to stalk his yeah. brother specifically. But a honestly, lot. though, I I can sympathize with him. He loves his brother. He's been abandoned by the rest of his family. He doesn't want he his wasn't brother abandoned. to abandon. Weren't they dead? Yeah, they they yeah. say that his family was killed or or it was okay. in a car accident. So or he something. was you know he was left behind by his family. He was brutally murdered. I think he's just worried that his brother is going to leave him, which exactly is definitely part of the story. So yeah, he is a creep, but uh, I I I'm okay with it. I also don't know why he wasn't invited to this 
like funeral? Why does he have to creep around? He's too young for funerals. Because maybe he didn't know who Tommy was. I don't know. You could. I've been to a funerals where I don't know these people. Especially if you know your brother. For the food. (laughs) Funeral food's not great. Funeral Uh, catering. I've had some good. I've had some good eats. (laughs) I come for the dead, but I stay for the chicken wing. I was gonna say, come for the dead, stay for the dip. It's good spread. (laughs) (laughs) Oh fuck yeah, spread it. Okay. So, uh, he's. Can I help you? No. I just looked over at Ryan's legs and it looked like he wasn't wearing pants, but he's just wearing shorts. Okay. (laughs) You just. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Everybody's uh, all dressed up and I'm just wearing like sweat shorts and a sweaty t shirt. (laughs) So, Jody. Is it Jody? No, it's Mike. Mike is is creeping around the, the cemetery. Notices that his brother and and his friends have, they're they're uh, lifting this uh, their friend's casket. Yeah, there's uh, like eight of them lifting it. Super heavy. Super and then, uh, heavy. Later on, uh, Mike real or notices that the this other man, this tall man, you could say, Boy. just picks up the, <laughs> he just picks up the uh, the the casket <laughs> all with by ease himself. Yeah, it's hilarious. One, like the way two he does hands, it. just like shoves it into the yeah. hearse. So, um. Angus here, he's six four. Yeah, and then they gave him inserts in his shoes wow. to give him another three inches, wow. four inches, and then made him wear suits a couple sizes too small to make him look suits. as big as possible. And he looks also lanky as fuck yeah. when he's walking around. And then the casket, one says it's made with like a birch and styrofoam or something mm-hmm. and then there's a rope on the other side you don't see that he's using oh. to grab it and then another one just says the whole thing was like styrofoam so that he could lift it in there yeah so he's not the strongest man in the world no oh. he's kind of shaped like slender man yeah he is yeah that's where it came from uh so later Wait, is it actually oh no Fuck you, that does come from a lot of like i have a lot of fear of like really lanky tall like giants you didn't you say this in another yeah, episode? I did. Yeah, <laughs> where yeah. you talked about your absolute despise of the tall man. No, well, I have a recurring dream of these gi- these really lanky giants coming after me. Do you actually? Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah, it, it's a recurring dream. It may have come from. Uh, what are you doing over there? What are you? You're twisting some knobs. <laughs> anyway, uh, it, do you? Kn- Okay. Do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. The Muffin. No, man. it's. Do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. Okay, keep, keep going, Andy. I'm intrigued. I believe it's. Uh, there's a album cover of. Uh, from, I think it's Queen. They have a, a oh, ro- the big gi- giant robot. Yeah, I think it stems from that. Me seeing that as a kid. Are you sure? You're talking about yourself, or are you talking about the episode of Family Guy? Because that happens in Family Guy. No, this is I've I've had that I've I saw this album at my friend's uh, house when I was a kid. Are you a writer for Family Guy? Uh, no, I'd rather not be. Okay. Because yeah, it is it is fucking creepy. Yeah, so it's like it has that that very tall giant scariness to it. <clears throat> but I digress. Anyway, uh, so later... Fucking big word for somebody who can't read. I've had help since the last mm-hmm. podcast. Episode. Since the last episode. Jody is seduced by the Lady in Lavender and taken to the cemetery to have sex. However, There's, they are... Wait. Sorry, no, it's okay, yep. Can I? No, go ahead, sorry. No, no, I want to hear your opinion on this. I just wasn't sure 
Did nothing happen after the uh, coffin scene? Yeah, and they have a sweet jam session, don't they? Oh, if that happens before, yeah, we I definitely... think that I think that doesn't happen yet. Okay, if it doesn't happen yet, we definitely need no. to touch on that though because it was awesome. I think it does. Well, there is a jam session somewhere in here. Yeah, yeah. it's Jody and his friend Reggie. It's Reggie, Reggie, and, and the Reggie actually you created could, the song. Yeah. And yeah, you could totally see them playing for real, and they're fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. It is really silly and almost out of place, but it's it so kinda, out of place. It kind of works too because of how just charming it is. It's so charming. Also, uh, Reggie is—he's an ice cream man, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's in his ice cream man outfit and playing this. And just pulls up and jams. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just have to. Also, we need to touch on his hair. So he's balding with the ponytail. And I can't say this is a style that I've seen very much. And he keeps it. He still has it to this day. Really? And he's in every Phantasm movie. And he will not abandon this look. It's, it's like his, it's his trademark. You looked through my commentary beforehand. No. I haven't seen it. No. I'm gonna leave everything to the end. I okay. think instead of jumping in, because that's it's gonna. I have a fucking like a whole page of just dumb, Reggie stuff. No, just oh. dumb commentary. I don't want to keep intersecting. Okay. Jody is seduced by the lady in lavender, taken to the cemetery. Uh, they are, however, oh, this is the part where the this is another sex scene. Is it? Yeah. Before that, sorry. Uh, the song that they're playing is called "Sitting Here at Midnight." Oh, okay. And it was actually composed by Bill. Thornbury. Yeah. Amazing. I'm just a sitting here at midnight. So it's the cemetery sex scene. However, they are interrupted by Mike, who has been following Jody and has been uh, driving out and you hiding. Also, I'm almost 100% sure you skipped over the black box scene. Did I? Yeah, it's way at the beginning. Oh, it's true. <sighs> so there's two big old fatty references to Dune. In this movie, the first one is Mike goes to see a fortune teller and she pulls out a black box and makes him put his hand in. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, it hurts. And then they're like, just face your fear. And he's like, oh, my God. Yeah, they say uh, basically in Dune, it's uh, fear is the mind killer. Whereas in this, they say uh, fear is the killer. Would you guys put your hand in the black box? Like if I'm being told to. But like he didn't really have to do it. They were just like, yeah, just do it. We're in, uh, we're in as it, like Dune. They uh, right. They have like a a needle sticking to their like pointed to their neck. So if they move, they die. So they have to put the hand in the box. If somebody was like, "Hey, I got this box here. Put your hand in it," I'd probably be like, "No, thank you." It also isn't necessarily completely clear why Mike is going to this girl's house with her grandmother, um, but it sounds like he's just sort of getting life guidance from she's them. A, she's like the town psychic. And I have it written down here that she looks like Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> oh, she does. Yeah, she's got like a little star in the middle of her forehead. Uh, which is also basically like the same the same thing from Dune. It's an older woman uh, ask, like performing this test. Uh, it's, it's called the uh, Gom Jabbar the other The other reference is literally the bar is just called Dune. Yeah, <laughs> Dune ca- Cantina. <laughs> yeah. But the advice they give Mike is essentially that your brother's not going to leave you because he's worried about that. But then after he leaves, they start like laughing, which I was like, are they just like fucking with this kid? <laughs> what a stupid kid. I feel like it. I don't know. I don't think they were fucking with the kid, but like I think they were like, t- they're testing him. They're preparing him for something. And clearly they're also definitely have power because the black box just like appears and, and then, then dis- disappears. Randomly disappears. And no one is like, where did that box go? And then after that, 
it cuts to Mike and Jody driving home, doesn't it? I'm pretty sure right after that. And it, Mike it is kinda, the one driving. Yeah. And he's 14. Yeah. I don't know if like the oh, laws yeah. back then were okay with that, but... You know what? I think they let uh, kids do whatever they want if they lose both parents. They're also in a very small town, so maybe they just... You know, uh, so also, fuck. those scenes, they're they are almost like dream-like scenes where he's thinking that these things are actually happening, but I don't think they're actually happening. I think they're just visions. What? What scenes? Him driving? Yeah. No, him, him driving. an actual scene. They drive home, and then they pop the hood, and they're looking at stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, is this the part where Mike's underneath the car now? No, this is that's much later. Yeah, okay, okay. This is yeah, yeah. this part. He's like, oh, yeah. spark plugs. Anyway, so yeah, we did the jam session, and then the uh, tall man seducing Jody as the woman in the cemetery. Uh, Michael or Mike creepily watches in the bushes. <laughs> uh, okay, oh. this is part of my commentary corner. But first of all, like you guys were saying, why is everybody fucking in the graveyard? I had I the exact same thought I as Amir. The only like I they have a at house no to the... point have I been like. I should go fuck on that grave. Well, in, in this in this case with Jody, um, it seems to be clear that the woman seducing him is kind Paul's of guiding there. him yeah, yeah, towards yeah. him. So he's just like, fuck, my dick's hard. Let's go. But we also, sorry to, again, go backwards once. We missed a, sort of a key scene where they're in um, the crypt of the funeral place and, and Jody's kind of creeping around. And um, we hear these weird sounds. And if you watch with subtitles, the sound says warble. Is that what it says? Yeah, wow. I was like, "What the fuck is a warble?" It sounds like a like a like, like a small animal or something. He's yeah, and a, we we see this like just this black mm-hmm. flash in the corners of the rooms. He's in a crypt. I don't know what to call it's it. It's like right after the funeral. Um, oh, he goes into the funeral ma- home, but it's all marbled, and it's like it looks like a mausoleum. Yeah, like, it yeah. looks way. I have it written down here. It says that it looks way too expensive for this small town. Yeah, yeah. They use an actual like. I can't remember what it was called, but a really fancy house, and they did all their shooting they could in like a weekend mm-hmm. for that. Uh, Mike is watching this, his yeah. brother. And he's like, nice. Yeah. But from his viewpoint, there's no way he was able to see the woman. Yeah, the lady yeah. pulls her tits out, and that's when he goes, nice. But yeah, like Ryan said, he, they're like 40 feet away. There's and then no it way. cuts back and shows his brother's ass, and he's yeah. like, and the reason I mentioned the warble sound is because we hear start hearing it again now with Mike. Um, he, he's hearing it behind him in the forest. Yeah, and so there's like this creature behind him. You don't really get to see it. It's kind of hooded, cloaked figure, but it starts to chase him. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Before this, again, um, fuck. I think it's. Uh, I think it's when the tall man's putting the casket into the. Um, is it when the he hearse? uses his telekinesis? No, he into the hearse, and then he like looks over at Mike or something, and it scares Mike, and he gets mm-hmm. on his motorbike, pops a sick wheelie, but it is very clearly an older man, and like his shirt's oh. unbuttoned, and his like big buff chest is sticking out. It's very clearly. I did not else. see that. I don't think That's we see funny. that until later though, because we we see that scene twice. No. We see the scene where he's watching the tall man twice. The first scene, he just sees him mm. shoving the coffin okay. in, and we see it again, and then he takes off on his bike and falls off his bike. Then it's probably that one, because. Uh, but this happens before they go back to fucking at the graveyard. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back to the graveyard. So there's the, the, the this creature behind Mike, and then it starts to chase him. And he runs past uh, Jody uh, doing, doing the deed, and... Uh, 
I guess at some point he loses the the creature and Jody follows him. But yeah. this is so fucking funny because when Jody runs after Mike, he's running with his fucking the panties in his mouth. Right. <laughs> <sighs> so weird. And it, then he describes it to him. This is the best part. And he calls it, say it. Yeah. Do you have the actual like? <laughs> yeah, he's quote? like, yeah. Little brown and low to the ground. <laughs> Probably just a gopher in heat is yeah. what Jody says. It's so stupid. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a fucking gopher. I think there's a lot of improvisation done in this movie. Um, so for the like little this podcast, yeah. <laughs> for these little creatures, obviously they were definitely looking like the Star Wars creatures. The, the jaw was, yeah. yeah. And um, Don had made uh, had mentioned it in his commentary and was like, "Yeah, we thought about like maybe changing the hood color and stuff like that." But then I was like, "You know what? Fuck it. If people make that." Uh, connection to the movies then they can just make the connection i don't really care because he had thought of it before star wars had come oh, out wow. but then star wars came out while they're producing interesting uh, and then star wars just stole everything from dune yep uh so the woman in the cemetery uh the, the uh she lady disappears the lady in lavender she disappears so she's, she's gone you guys are at the bar it's a hot to trot lady you know <laughs> Hi there. This is not. If, if she well. sounded like that, I would not go anywhere with her. Well, She'd be like, "Let's I'm go like... back to your house." Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell no. If she sounded like that, and then you guys get back to the graveyard, and you're making out, and then she's like, "Show me that dick." Boy. Anyways, what would you do? Would you go with a woman to the graveyard? No. No. I'm I'm okay with people coming on to me uh, as a single person, not as somebody with a in a relationship. But as soon as they say, "Let's go to the graveyard and make out," no, fuck you. You can go master. Depends on how drunk I am. <laughs> that is all. So that means you probably would go with somebody who sounded like, "Hey there." Andy. Not that no. I could no. I could see Andy no. getting it on yeah. in a graveyard. No, that's not for me. I could see Andy. That's too. There's too Let many. Me see that dick. <sighs> there's too many. Uh, Undead eyes looking at me. No, I I don't believe you. No, that's not for me. I definitely would not do it. I don't go to bars, so there's that. <laughs> what if somebody came to your door and hey, graveyard? I'd be like, <laughs> back, back, harlots! <laughs> you will not persuade me with the sin. The sin. <laughs> it's actually just Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> it cuts to. Uh, Mike sleeping. Oh, fuck yeah. Get out. Get out of here. No, fuck yeah, because this scene was oh, actually this, really cool. No, yeah, this scene is awesome. This is probably one of the best scenes in the movie. This scene was ranked as like 25 out of 100 best horror scenes mm-hmm. on some list back in the day. Some some random list. I was too lazy to together. write together. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's, yeah, the dream graveyard uh, scene where uh, Mike is in bed and then it, the camera pulls out and the tall man is behind him. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, there, it's Joe, or not Jody, it's Mike's bed in a graveyard and then these zombies. Fuck yeah, those dead bodies come out and like latch onto him. And like, from from inside. Yeah. They did a uh, almost a shot for shot thing for uh, to uh, for an homage to this uh, in uh, Psycho Goreman, if oh, you remember. Oh, really? Yeah. What if this was his wet dream? That's a pretty fucked up I'd be up concerned. Because, yeah. like, you know, honesty time. I've had some weird ones when I was a teenager. And what if this is just 
the the tall old man does it for him. You remember wet dreams you had as a teenager? I remember like one or two very vividly. And I remember like most dreams I don't remember, but like specific uh, nightmares I remember very, very vividly. And a couple wet dreams because they were so fucking weird. I actually do also remember uh, one really, really weird wet dream that I do not want to talk about. And why'd you bring it up? I just remember. I just, <laughs> oh, I, was uh, oh, I, I have a really fucked up, but I'm not, I'm not going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's not the time. If you want to hear about it, you can send us an email. Yeah. Or maybe in the next episode, I'll tell you. Uh, I, I already talked to Andy about this, but when we get around to covering uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, I already have a way for combating Freddy. <laughs> okay. What dream? I just want to let you know that I have actually never had one, and um, I'm hoping to get one soon. <laughs> <laughs> He has a dream. Comes. It's scary. Uh, he wakes up. Nothing really comes out of that, but... <laughs> Nothing really comes out of his <laughs> dick. Shut up! Because, you know, he hasn't hit puberty yet. Just Maybe. Like no. Do you guys remember the... No, I'm not going <laughs> to... Quit doing that. You're going to piss everybody off or listens. Do you guys remember the first time... You Come on! Something came out. <laughs> No, I don't. But I do remember the first times I masturbated <laughs> and would just immediately feel very guilty. <laughs> okay, that's not a good way. I'll to let you know. That's so- a that actually happens to a lot of people. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. This is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, back when I was. <laughs> When I th- when I was younger and you know you did that stuff, what I do you mean when you were younger? You don't. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. I haven't stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying when you were younger, you were saying you felt guilty. I thought if you did that, you were gay. <laughs> if you masturbated. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was like, am I? <laughs> wow. For years, I was like, I might as well be. <laughs> I can't stop touching this thing. <laughs> this is just so much fun. <laughs> Anyway, phantasm. Um, oh, I was going to say, uh, I thought you could get pregnant through the bum up until I was hold 21. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you can't? <laughs> Seriously, I swear a uh, uh, sex ed teacher told me you can get pregnant if you come in a bum. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just thinking of my grade seven sex ed class now, and there was a point where... Grade uh, seven's way too early, by the way. I don't think so. I think, I think, I think you need it. Yeah, I think you need it. Even uh, younger. Than even that. younger. Oh, really? I yeah. had it when I was like eight. So or not reason, when I was eight in eighth grade. <laughs> um, I had it actually first time in grade five. In grade seven, we were able to write in questions for the teacher to answer. Oh, no. And then some fucking dumbass kid wrote, what happens if you have sex with a rhinoceros? I'm not even kidding. Like, why it's would an, a kid? It's in Amir's writing. <laughs> Some stupid kid. <laughs> Some stupid kid named Amir. When I was really, really young, Boy. I want to say like between six and ten, my parents actually bought a, well, not bought, rent a sex ed VHS, and it was animated. And all I remember from it was to show what sex was, there was two cats <laughs> mushed up real close together, and it's a cartoon. So they're just like 
pressed up against each other and then rubbing up and down very, very fast. I feel like that's more confusing than anything that a sex ed yeah, class Yeah, like could the first teach. time Ryan had un- sex, he brought cats to the bedroom <laughs> for some reason. I, I, did, I didn't learn anything from it, obviously. Ryan, why do you have cats? Because <laughs> they're... So did your parents actually rent that for you to learn? Yeah. Oh, wow. See, my yeah. parents were too scared to te- talk to me. Like, they have never talked to my parents about sex, so sex ed was a blessing for them, I'm sure. Oh, I talked to my mom about stuff. Yeah, um, anal sex. I'm still waiting for that yeah. conversation with my parents. One day we'll have it, and it'll be awkward. And you'll have a wet dream. <laughs> <laughs> All at once. So, Michael, Michael sees the tall man <laughs> in broad daylight just walking down the street. This is where I noticed that he was just so fucking lanky looking. I thought it was so weird because... Are you going to talk about the him breathing? Yes, I will. Just give me okay, a second. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just going to say it's it's just so weird because so Mike is he's in town just doing his own thing and the tall man is is walking through town. It looks like he's just doing his own errands, which is so weird for like a a horror icon like type of character. Like you don't see like Freddy going down to the convenience store. Yeah, Michael Myers shopping for some overalls. Or, yeah, coveralls. it's just so weird just seeing him at this this character in broad daylight. But I guess that's just so it just fits with the movie. Jason Voorhees at the sports store. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Freddy Krueger at the school. <laughs> get it? Do you guys get it? I get it. Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah, I got it. Anyway, so he stops, and then uh, Mike is like staring at him, like and thinking he's going to like catch him yeah and reggie is in front of the tall man like doing his job yeah and he like he bends down with some ice cream and then the like what do you call it condensation the street yeah there's like steam from from his cold freezer in the truck and the (laughs) the tall man just like takes in a big whiff of it he's like feeling around too i think it's not to do anything with reggie i think it's to do with with mike being around as he's trying to like Sense see him. where he yeah. is oh i just thought he really liked the smell of the no. freezer that's what i got from okay it. And i thought it was really creepy though because he and then he like it looks like he looks right like directly at mike but he doesn't and then he walks away stop it do you smell it i don't know why i have talking. this note that just says do you smell it that's probably from that is it okay yeah did somebody um, say, do you smell it? Do you smell what the rock is cooking? No. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, so back at the house, uh, Mike is uh, working on, what's the car uh, type? Because it's, it's throughout the whole series, and it's one of the nicer cars like in movies. Well, they it was one type of car, but they wanted it to be a different type of car, so they had like souped it up to be that. This one's a Plymouth Cuda. Yeah, right. but they wanted it to be something different. Right. So they made it look like the other car. Uh, yeah, it's really cool, though. And oh, uh, I think it was called a Hemi Cuda Hemi instead. Cuda. Yeah. yeah. And uh, apparently it's just gone. After the movie, they sold it, and nobody knows where it went. Wow. Oh, yeah. for the first movie. They must have yeah. gotten some different ones for the other ones. Uh, but yeah, Mike is working underneath the, the car. I don't know why he's so mechanically inclined. Smart kid. I guess so. And then... Uh, it says here that the creature tries to crush him while he was he's yeah, under this part again just the car shaking and instead of like i should probably get out from right. under here he's just like looking around and he pulls his feet up under the car because he's like oh i don't want to get caught right <laughs> yeah let's hide under this car that might crush me to death and then isn't it jody walks by and then he yeah. gets hit in the and then he grabs his ball peen hammer and reaches out and hits his 
uh, shoe and it sounds like a plastic tube yeah, it hitting something. It doesn't make any sense of what the sound, like the Foley artist must have been fired for that. What's the idea? And then it goes to, uh, what was it? Uh, Jody is like, doesn't believe that Mike uh, has seen these creatures. Yeah. So uh, you guys have played the first Resident Evil game probably? No. Yes. Okay, anyway, the <laughs> the acting in this movie, I found a lot of the dialogue t- to be super stiff, and it kind of reminded me of the way people talk to each other in the Resident Evil games. What is this? Stop it! Don't open that door! They did a lot of improv- improvise. I cannot say that word. Improvisation? They did a lot of that uh, with the movie, it seems, and like... Yeah, it seems very stiff, like because none of them are were actors. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm pretty sure none yeah, of them. Yeah, they they had only a couple of credits, and the other credits were for other Don movies yeah. that he did for the so, other two, three movies he did before this one. Very stiff, very forced, but I I feel like it works. Oh, definitely, he has a charm. After this point, I don't know why he decides to he like he Mike thinks he needs to go investigate the funeral uh, home. But he breaks easily breaks into the basement and then hides in one of the coffins. And then there's like this undead caretaker that walks in. He's not undead. He's just a caretaker. He's he's one of the undead guys. No, he's not. I swear he is because he has like the the like uh like purple makeup under his eyes. Yeah, I'm almost a hundred percent sure he's not. Well, even if he was, there's no way of us knowing that he was. That's true. In the context of the story. That right? is true. Personally, I think he's not just because of what we find out later in the Right. Movie. Okay. He's a creepy dude, though. Creepy caretaker. Let's call him a creepy caretaker. Sure, let's do that. I think he was more like a janitor. Wait, what? Roast dude. Maybe, but we do see him sort of uh, hanging out with the tall man at one point during this uh, encounter. It's like, hey, so um, how are you doing? You doing good? Yeah. Who are you talking to? fucking tall, hey, bud. Oh. (laughs) You, uh... Yeah, so I'm going to go back to cleaning. Janitor. By the way, there's rats. Wait, what? That's what he says, a tall man. By the way, you got rats. Oh. All right. So there's the, uh, what is it? Another famous scene. The Is it the first scene with the sphere? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the, the caretaker guy ends up uh, like grabbing onto uh, Mike and then you see, you just hear this like I don't know I don't even know what noise it's making it's just like a whistling sound yeah. almost, and then uh, you see this like s- just a sphere flying at the at the characters, uh, and then like Mike ducks down, and then like yeah. blades pop out of this metallic sphere and fucking penetrate f- his skull. He got face fucked by the sphere, and then uh, then there's like this mechanical screw comes out of the sphere and then inserts it into his brain. Yeah, it's a drill. Oh, this scene's amazing. The blood starts spurting out and shit. This scene, got a few stuff to say for it. Uh, First of all, shit. This is a shit scene. It was dumb. Hated it. This is another scene that uh, people put on like one of their top lists. You hate this scene? Yeah. Why? It's just, I don't hate it. It's just so fucking cheesy. Oh, it's so awesome. So to do this, they had set up the sphere on like a fish wire and they actually used pro baseball like players, pitchers to throw the sphere. Holy shit. And then um, they had it play backwards. That's amazing. Yeah. So then 
when uh, the sphere comes up to the guy, goes up to his head, that's all backwards as well. So he does it in reverse. Um, The thing that is dumb about the scene, in my opinion, is that the blood starts coming out of the sphere and not his head. Because it's yeah, it's, sh- it's still shooting attached out. It's to still him. A, it's it's shooting out it's of it. It's like a, a funnel. No, yeah. not out of the back, out of the front. When it's drilling, the blood comes out the front instead of out of his head. You never know how people know. are going to bleed. Oh, Ryan, out of not their head. What do you mean? <laughs> you know, when I bleed, I bleed out of a sphere that I've never seen before. Yeah, it's called art. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it twice, so I'm. He knows what Certainly. he's talking about. No, no, go back more to when the drill's going into his head. The blood's coming out of his, out of the sphere, not his head. Oh, uh, I see what you mean. Uh, okay, he's right. So, uh, oh, I, I, I don't the, care. The first part, the yeah, the, I, the, I don't care. the drills f- drilling into his, and it comes out of the sphere. Yeah, wow, so bad. No, no, no. I do like <laughs> that it's coming out the back like he's a juicer. Yes, that is pretty cool. <laughs> Mike then flees the tall man as Mike slams the door to get away. The thing. Holy shit! Before this, can we talk about how? Sorry, Mike, when he's preparing to go to the mausoleum or whatever you want to call it, and he has a giant fucking Bowie knife that he straps oh, to his yeah. leg he and has, brings yeah. with him. <laughs> this whole family is just armed to the teeth. They have yeah. so many weapons. I just like that he puts it on his leg, slides it in, pulls his pants down. He's yep. like looking in a mirror to make sure nobody <laughs> can tell, which you can't because they're all wearing bell mm-hmm. bottoms. Uh, one thing we also didn't mention here is after the sphere impales the creepy t- caretaker and he's on his back, we see uh, what I'm assuming to be piss. It is, yeah, coming out this, from his legs. This movie almost got an X rating because of that scene. Yeah, because of that stuff, what? because of the sphere scene and him pissing. And then wow. um, I can't remember who, so that's on me. But there used uh, to be more scenes where people die and then piss their pants and shit themselves because that's, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. but uh, a famous critic or something pulled some strings and got it. To- <laughs> And got it. That's kind of what the uh, hammer sounded like on his boom shoe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he, some famous critic pulled some strings and got it down to an R rating. So they didn't get like a really bad rating. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as Andy was saying, uh, now Mike's running away from the tall man and he smashes the tall man's hand into a door and it's trapped. Yeah, he like notices that the fingers are still there and they're like wiggling and then he grabs the, the big was, knife. Yeah, it was weirdly satisfying to see how cleanly that uh, knife yeah. cut the fingers And then off. like his blood is all yellow. It's like mustard. I love it. Yellow paint. I did like the yellow. It was cool. I, uh, I didn't find anything on it. Um, uh, oh. oh. What? It, uh, <laughs> so you've broken into a mausoleum. You're a spunky 13-year-old. You know a lot about cars. Haven't had your first wet dream yet. <laughs> well, you have. It's you the did. tall man. You yeah. just oh, had it. We just I just about, had yeah. it. Right. So you're feeling like confused. Or that. And uh, you go in there. A sphere comes at you and you're running away from the tall man. Like, well, what would you do? How would you get away? Uh, I would bring. I would have brought a baseball bat with me. And I would just fucking home run that motherfucker. So it, it hasn't been shown yet but they have a lot of guns in the house i would have brought one of the guns and we do see later on that mike yeah. has no trouble handling no he massive knows, fucking guns he uses a shotgun later on and yeah i would have taken that mike doesn't jody does no mike mike has a gun at one he has a too. rifle or something also yeah he has that but yeah. he never uses it oh, he falls no. asleep but it jody seems like he it. yeah it seems like he knows what to do but yeah honestly you have that giant knife you know the tall man's something you need to get grab a ladder you're a kid you're feeling your adrenaline's pumping you're 
balls are empty. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to stab the tall man. Honestly, I feel like you'd be able to run away from him pretty easy because tall, like really tall people, that awkward tall, they can't run. I would just be scared that this guy's got some, you know, paranormal abilities like Michael Myers and he just fucking will pop up out of nowhere. He already has shown that he has I'd be these afraid abilities. that he's a pedophile. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Not my nubile body. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, he, he cuts the fingers off and then he, he grabs one and then puts it in his pocket to like, I guess for evidence. Smart. Which is quite smart. Uh, that usually doesn't happen in these these type of movies. But he escapes falls asleep on the stairs with his gun with yeah. his gun stroking this, his gun yeah this is where jody comes down and takes the gun and right he just like empties yeah there's like oh, there's a lot so many of shells yeah there. there's so many rounds in that thing the one part coming up here that i really like is mike's trying to convince jody that you know i shit was just is gonna weird. say this part it's the best it's, it's so funny but it's so real and so satisfying yeah because this cause, never happens no, in horror movies and this is exactly what you would be like too yeah so he's trying to convince jody that sh- you know weird shit's happening and jody obviously like in typical horror movies doesn't believe him then he opens up the box and shows him this fucking finger wriggling inside jody just casually closes it sits there for a second he's like okay i believe you yeah you're yeah. You're, you're telling the truth That's it's it. just he opens it he pauses and he's like Okay, I believe you. Yeah. Again, I wish other horror movies did this because most they horror never... movies are like, yeah, whatever. And he's fucking like, oh, wow, a finger wriggling on its own. Big deal. I laughed really hard because it's funny because it never happens in horror movies. But like we've all been chanting here, like, yeah, that's that's what you would do unless you were just a real hard ass idiot. Yeah. Or blind. I honestly thought because I've watched this movie before, but I, I thought the finger had melted and he doesn't see it. So I was really happy mm. to see him see the finger and just be like, yeah, okay. I want to say, that, sorry, uh, that Ryan and I watched this movie probably when we first met. Like, No, it wasn't that long ago. Wasn't it? No, it was only like maybe two years ago or something. I thought we, we watched it. We watched it once yeah. together and we both hated it. Oh. Yeah. I watched then, it as a kid. I remember oh, loving I never, it. Oh, I never, I only saw it when I was an adult and uh, I hated it the first time. But then the second time I watched it, I'm like, I love this movie, and I don't know why. I well, was expecting him to open the box and the finger would be gone. Yeah, we'll talk about our thoughts yeah. and feelings about the movie later. Uh, so yeah, the he he just agrees like, yep, this is uh, this is a real thing, and then they go to uh, isn't it up or no? Uh, the the finger's still in the box, and uh, they go to or Jody decides to bring the finger to the sheriff, but it transforms into a, a flying insect. And that insect is fake. <sighs> I love how fake it looks. It just it looks, looks like an like a dollar store toy. It's just something you'd see in the Gremlins or something, you know? No, Gremlins Gremlins has really good effects. Has really good yeah. effects. Okay. If you think about it and you watch those those movies, they they put a lot of work into it. This looks like it's made out of a felt like dollar store thing. Like there's no expense. Gremlins, another movie I don't like. They're acting when they're trying to contain it. Except for the second it. one. I don't second know one's this guy. Fucking awesome. I don't know this guy anymore. They're acting when they're trying to contain it. Like they like wrap the bug up in like a blanket, and they're just like going fucking crazy. I love every it. once in a while. Their arms like fly one way, yeah. fly another yeah. way. Because they're being told like, okay, just pretend that there's some sort of creature in this. And I just you just got to ham it up. I like. He opens the box, the thing flies out, he freaks out, and then he's just sitting there, and then you just see his hair moving as the <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. bug crawls up. And it's like it's not really crawling, it's like somebody pulling it on a string. Yeah, they they do that. Um and uh I get what do they 
They, they put it in the uh, garbage disposal. Garbage disposal, yeah, and it gets uh, destroyed. Well, Not they, quite. he, uh, Jody pulls out the shirt. And he's like, "Oh, your shirt." <laughs> Oh, right. And then Reggie comes over, right? Yeah, and then it comes back out of the garbage disposal. Yeah, it shoots back out at uh, Mike. How does they kill it the second time? They put it back into it and right. start stabbing it like a, a billion times and then it's done. And now Reggie's like, yeah, we got to do something. Yeah, we got to go do something. What's uh, Jody goes to the cemetery alone, but is uh, chased away by the dwarves. Wait, and does he... Uh, has he already given at some point he actually hands the gun back to Mike I think it might, might be before he leaves possibly um, anyway at some point he does give Mike a gun and I really appreciate the scene because he's like don't don't <laughs> don't point a gun at anybody that you don't intend to kill yeah. which is great advice isn't this the part where they're all sitting in front of the fire talking about no this? not <laughs> yet not yet that's a bit later isn't it <clears throat> I don't know that. but yeah that part is is important and is also silly uh so yeah jody heads to the uh the cemetery chased away by the dwarves oh well we gotta talk about it though because he gets into the building as well doesn't he yeah he breaks into yeah. the same way and basically. then you see the dwarf come up except it looks like a giant person this actually creeped mm-hmm. me out about about jesus uh creeped me out a bit when he raises up mm-hmm. but then it latches on to jody he's fighting it then he pulls out a gun and, then, and <laughs> shoots it in the face right by his head and I acts like he was completely fine i thought he was going to shoot himself because it looks like <laughs> I, if that was me i would have killed myself it's like uh that meme where it's like somebody in my house i'm not afraid to kill myself <laughs> <laughs> but i just thought it was so dumb because he shoots like a couple of inches from his head and he's like yeah okay i feel fine you'd be deaf yeah You'd be dazed at least. And then he shoots it a couple more times for good measures, which that's smart. Yeah. I hate it in movies and other stuff where they just do the bare minimum and they're like, I'm just going to wash my hands of this. We talked about that in Halloween. Mm -hmm. So frustrating. Stupid. But yeah, so he does that and then he returns home now, right? Fucking idiots. Okay. Uh, There's the driverless hearse that's like following him. Uh Obviously, being controlled by the oh, this is when Mike and Jody are both in the car, right? Uh, yeah, he's it rescued just hard by Mike. Cuts to it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So many random hard cuts with both of them in the vehicle. Uh, so they're running the, this hearse off the road, and then they discover is being driven by one of the hooded figures, a reanimated and shrunken down Tommy, whom they hide in Reggie's ice cream truck. I wrote down in my Ryan's terrible commentary corner that I was like. Why were they shrinking dead bodies down? So fucking dumb. And then I think it's Jody is like, why the fuck are they shrinking dead bodies mm-hmm. down? And then it explains it later on. So I was like, it's okay, becoming okay. his his undead army. Yeah, but that's not why they're shrunk. Oh, so they're easily transported? Uh, you, you're getting too far ahead. Wow. We'll talk about it when we yeah. get to it. Uh, so Reggie and Jody resolve to defeat the tall man in front of a fire. While Mike, with Mike. <laughs> with, yeah, while Mike is hidden uh, at the antique store owned by Jody's friend Sally. This part, again, was so fucking weird because Jody's just sitting there in a chair by himself, just staring off into space, not doing anything. Yeah. And Mike is looking around the antique store, mm-hmm. and then he finds a picture yeah. of Yeah. It reminded me of that scene in... Um, in the uh, It miniseries, the 90s uh, movie, where like they, they look at Pennywise's picture and it starts to move. Mm. But it does the same thing in this, where he's looking at a photograph of the tall man and it like looks back at him and he's like, okay. like this, He doesn't yeah. even get scared. This scene was funny to me too because 
once it cuts to uh, the tall man moving in the picture, you can tell that Mike's fingers are like frozen in place because <laughs> yeah. they had to stop it to yeah. edit. Uh, so uh, the tall man. Boy. The ladies that he, Mike's with take him back to his house or start taking They him. start to take him back. Sorry. I think it's around this time or it was before this when Reggie's driving his ice cream truck. This stuff was haunting. When he's driving and like it cuts to showing the back of the ice cream truck driving into just complete black darkness. Mm-hmm. That was that was a powerful scene in my opinion. It's powerful. Yeah, it's powerful. It's powerful. Uh, yeah, so they're uh, driving in the uh, the ice cream tr- uh, truck and it gets overturned. They are attacked by a mob of hooded dwarves. Mike manages to escape, presuming or uh, he manages to escape, presuming the girls and Reggie are dead. I did think Reggie was dead again for this mm-hmm. this scene here. Yeah, I also thought he was dead. And then it just it's another frustrating scene where something's clawing at the door. And even Mike's like, don't open the door. Oh, Keep the door locked. Fuck. And she's just like, what's happening out there? Oh, this is a fucking oh my gosh. Mm. And then the door just unlocks by itself, which was weird. But I guess if there's like a paranormal thing or like yeah. they don't really psychic ex- thing going on. They don't on. really explain the paranormal like powers of the tall man. They just He just has them. So Jody goes to the mausoleum to kill the tall man. Well, he, we at that point, yeah. he grabs, he tells Mike that he's going to go and like do something about this. Mm-hmm. And then Mike's like, well, I'm coming with you. And he's like, no. And he picks him up and just puts him in his room. Locks him in his room, yeah. which I love. And then he like tries to MacGyver it and like puts like this explosive thing together. Oh, so yeah. I Googled it because I was like, this can't happen. That's That can actually yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. So he takes a shotgun shell, puts a tack in it. I don't really understand that part. Then tapes it to a hammer and smashes into the door. But it only explodes a tiny little hole, mm, which yeah. if he did that, it would have been shrapnel everywhere oh, really? and just would have absolutely fucked himself yeah, up. Yeah, it would have blown off his hand. But when I watched it, I was like, that can't happen. I so know. I Googled it and it was like, no, yeah. That's, that's what I thought too. I was like, there's no fucking So, you know, be careful around fucking bullets. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he escapes, but then it opens the front door and the tall man is right there and he's like, I've been expecting you, boy, or looking for you, boy. Boy. Yeah, and he boy. fucking licks his lips. Mm-hmm. He doesn't actually. I've really been looking oh. for you, little boy. <laughs> oh, fuck. Let's keep going. Oh, fuck. Ah, boy. They call me the tall man, but you know what else is real tall? It's my butt. Fat fucking <laughs> cock. <laughs> no. This is why I can't. Uh, I got a tall dick. <laughs> I'm not allowed to like even re- recommend this to my parents or any family member. The podcast. Yes. Why not? For the things you've just said. Because I don't want to hear about tall fucking dick. <laughs> I'm I'm sure my mom will listen to it. Oh, yeah. She's not really a horror fan, though. But she's a fan of tall dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Her husband's like six foot seven. Oh, my God. GMI. Look, man. <laughs> he probably got a big one. Let's be honest. Please okay? let them hear this episode. <laughs> mom, if you're listening, I love you. Does, Love she, you, does she follow you on Facebook? No, we're not Facebook friends. Yeah. Aw. I was gonna send it to her. Like this is what Ryan does. She's on Facebook. Aww. If you can find her. Okay. I'm not gonna tell her her name. Aw. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
The tall man kidnaps Mike in a hearse, but Mike escapes and causes the hearse to strike a pole and immediately explodes. It made no sense. I wasn't really paying attention at this part of the movie, and like I looked away for a moment and looked back, and it was on fire. And I was like, "What? Like, what did I miss?" Like something you'd see on The Simpsons. Yeah, it feels like Hans Moleman like driving his car into a tree. I'm 31 years old. Like that one scene in The Simpsons where the baby carriage just like goes off and just explodes (laughs) randomly. So looking for Jody in the mausoleum, Mike is targeted by the silver sphere until Jody destroys it with a shotgun. Oh my God, here's another part where I was frustrated because a little about me, pretty big like realist, like rational, and Jody somehow fucking pinpoint snipers this sphere with a shotgun from like a couple of meters at least away. There's no way that would have happened. I mean, there's no way a lot of things in this movie would have happened. But it's like, I don't know, stuff like this, these small things where like it's very obvious just make me feel like they think moviegoers are either dumb or they're like, I don't know how a gun works. Okay, good talk. (laughs) Your silence speaks volumes. I was going to say that you can nitpick every movie like this, but You you can't enjoy anything. Well, it's like watching the like, other stuff is cool. It's but like, like watching. This part was uh, just like what? It's like watching movies with like like watching medical uh, shows or medical movies with people who are in the medical yeah, field. With the doctor. Like watching medical things with Michelle. I'm like, she's like that would never happen. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love you, my sweet pea. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, he shoots the uh, the silver sphere. It 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 explodes. Together with Reggie, they enter the brightly lit room, which is filled with these canisters containing this more dwarves. Part, yeah, this they part just, sucks. They walk no. in. <laughs> they like... walk in, and there's just a bunch of barrels. But what frustrated me about this part, and this is pretty dumb, is that most of the barrels were exactly the same, and then a couple of them were different styled. And yeah, they hurt the shit out of uh, me. Like they didn't have the budget to get all the they, same ones. They didn't. No, <laughs> they didn't. I, I, I think this part is, it's really cool because it's just so weird and inventive, and it's just so out of left field, I guess. Uh, I, I also appreciate like the scene that's coming up when they go in. Right. I, I wish the effects were better, but I also understand why they weren't like, you know, yeah, better. So, yeah, they uh, enter this room with the canisters. Mike catches a brief glimpse uh, through the this portal. Because he's, like, falling through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, there, yeah, there's, like, this weird portal that they just go through, or he goes through. Like It, it looks like, um, kind of like in front of grocery stores, the pylons. Because mm-hmm. it's two, like, silver metal, pylons. Yeah, pylons. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they go, he goes. I'm sorry. Oh. All throughout this episode, Andy's hair has just been getting crazier and crazier. I love it. <laughs> I don't have my toque on. <laughs> but yeah, so he falls through the pylons because apparently they're like a portal. Uh, yeah, to this red hot world where the dwarves are toiling as slaves. And then Jody pulls him out. And then this is when I think it's Mike explains that uh, the dead bodies are crushed into dwarves because the gravity there is much right much uh, stronger it's just like this weird alternate dimension it's not even a planet it's just a different dimension yeah um when they pitched this to angus scrim they're like yeah you play an alien and he's oh. like oh which country am i from and he's like no you're from an entirely different world and he's mm. like this is fucking odd. he was ready for it from the get-go 
He was real excited like, to play it. I will play anything as long as you are paying me. <laughs> uh, a sudden power outage separates the trio. Left alone in the room, Reggie activates the portal, creating a powerful vacuum in which uh, he narrowly escapes. It starts to like suck in all the uh, canisters. Yeah, here's another part that was kind of frustrating because like he gets hit by some of those and yeah. if he actually got hit by them he would have been like yeah i'm fucking done yeah if there's a body in there that the, that's the heavy weight, shit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the weight would have knocked you out um so does it, it does it show where uh mike and jody have a, have run off uh run off to are they outside of the mausoleum by now because it says here right, uh, right after this uh reggie does escape but then he's he he goes to uh rescue this woman that's on the ground and it's Lady in lavender, right. yeah, and then she stabs him in the tummy tums. I did like this scene because it does show that that quick cut of like her face, and then immediately it shows uh, the tall man's face. I don't know; it's really creepy. Tall man's like, I just love fucking dudes. <laughs> he, I guess he does. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No. Uh, so yeah, Lady in lavender stabs him, turns back into the tall man, and then uh, Jody and Mike flee the mausoleum. And then the mausoleum just starts to like vanish, like does the whole poltergeist thing where it yeah. like, implodes in on itself. Yeah, because it's all getting sucked into like that portal. The portal. Oh right, yeah. Jody devises a plan to trap the tall man in an abandoned mine shaft. Yeah, this was so I, another random. part where I wasn't really paying attention. Then I came back to it. And he's like, "We're gonna trap him into an abandoned mine shaft." And I was like, "I know." What is this fucking guy so talking about? Out of nowhere. I also love. Uh, so yeah, they, they eventually like the tall man attacks Mike at home and then chases him outside where he eventually finds and in, falls into the mine shaft and is buried under an avalanche of rocks, which looks so fake. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a bunch of small rocks and then a massive one yeah. just drops right on I top. I did like that a lot. And I, I Mike is like, huh? And then Jody's up there like, yeah, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> so after this, Mike wakes up in his bed, still worried about the tall man, which is... Like the whole movie was basically a dream, yeah. yeah which is this really part, weird. This it always confuses me. I to hate this it day. when they when it's they the do worst. it. If they yeah. cuck you, but this part, they cuck you. yeah, it was really fucking funny because Reggie's there in his nice shirt, and they're both like really close to the fire. Yeah, and Mike's there, and I was just like, "Is this guy trying to seduce this yeah. kid? Yeah, it looks so weird. He has his ponytail. He's like a milkman. It's very <laughs> creepy. A milkman. And he's like." Your brother died a long time ago, but... I'll be your brother. Yeah, and then they hug and cry together, and then he goes back up, or Mike goes back up to his room, grabs something out of his closet, I think. He goes back up to his room, and then uh, he closes the door, and then like it shows the mirror, and then behind it is uh, the tall man being like, again, boy, yeah. boy. He turns around and then hands shatter the glass and pull him through into the black. Yeah. Which is the same thing that happened in House and is a powerful imagery, in my opinion. It really is. And then that's the end of the movie. Yeah. I wonder, so noticing the credits, Mike and Jody, none of those characters are in part two. Does part two just completely deviate from... No, no. Those characters are in that movie. Oh. It's the same characters throughout. Yeah, it's so the same the, people. Like, the kid, especially Reggie's in every so single fucking one. Mike, Mike is recast. Oh, that's He is older in that one, but he is recast. Um, and then that one is more of an action. It feels like like the Evil Dead two of the franchise. I would have said Army of Darkness more than Evil Dead two. If uh, you're saying action, so okay, not really action, but like uh, better budget, better effects. Right, right. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, they just kind of go 
crazier with the uh, the 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 special effects, like in the first. I'd like I'd love to cover number two because I feel like it's my favorite Phantasm movie. Okay. Uh, and, and it comes so far after the first one, like it was yeah. made like nine years after their part one. So is it that? Yeah, yeah. Nineteen seventy nine, nineteen eighty eight. So I've got a couple of fun facts here, and then we've got Ryan's terrible commentary corner. I'll match them together with a polymerized card. Amir knows what I'm talking about. Yu Gi Oh, hell yeah. The horror. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't have a whole lot of fun facts left. Uh, so the. The name, the title, Phantasm, comes from uh, the works of Edgar Allan Poe because he mm. writes that a lot. Um, I thought it was a cross between phantasm or phantom and orgasm. It's, it's not. It's yeah, you think, <laughs> I like how we're waiting for everyone to laugh and we're like, no, nope, no. not no. happening. Sorry. <laughs> you don't get that one. <laughs> I laugh at everything except everything you say. <laughs> no, you're very funny. The sphere was thought up from uh, a dream of Don's. I feel like a lot of the this stuff was a dream that he had. Yeah, I mean, personally, I've had some fucking terrible nightmares that could become pretty sweet-ass yeah, movies. No, I just have to keep remembering to write them down. That's damn. maybe something we could talk about in like a side episode or something. Um, the original cut for this movie was over three hours long. I'd love to see that. And there is an original cut, I think. Is somewhere. there? Yeah. Oh. And then, yeah, it had to be shrunk down to a runtime of 88 minutes. It's like actually the whole uh, jam sequence is an hour and a half long. <laughs> I, would, I would watch that in a heartbeat. I'm just a sitting here at midnight. You get like the whole crew to like sing along too. The, geez, sorry. The dwarfed dead, they were played by just local children from Don's wow. neighborhood. Really? Yeah. They were children. Yeah. They weren't little people. They wanted to have little people, but then he was like, that's too much money. I'm just going to ask the kids around here to that's do it. Great. Did they even pay the children? <laughs> Probably not. Here's a lolly. So that's it for all my fun facts. So huh. here's some more. I have one fun fact. Um, okay, go for it. So the, uh, it's not even anything really to do with, with this movie, but like. Uh, okay. Well, well, it does. Uh, so J.J. Uh, Abrams was a big fan of this movie, and he was the one that his company, uh, Bad Robot, did the remaster yeah. uh, for this. A 4K yeah. remaster. So yeah, his company did that. And then uh, in, uh, what was it, uh, the Force Awakens movie, the character Captain Phasma is is a, is basically an homage to the yeah. sphere. Interesting. Because uh, her armor is all like silvery and it's supposed to look exactly like the sphere. That's all I got. Sweet. Um, so commentary from this guy right here uh, to add to the few things I've already said. Why does everybody's hair look so fucking terrible in this movie? Every single person's hair looks bad. That's the 70s. But this was like that part of the 70s where people were still trying to figure out what the style was going to be. Like, I didn't mind it. It was bad. It was bad. I feel like it was fine for the time. It's bad. It's like, are we just all making fun of Reggie's hair? Everybody's hair looks bad in this movie. I mean, I just Googled 1979 hairstyles, and there's some pretty fucking fugly hairstyles. So I think it was just a par for the course at the time. They probably had to do all their own uh, hairstyling because it's so low budget. Yeah, that's probably true. All that right. was another thing I noticed. Uh, yeah, the movie had a budget of about three hundred thousand, and it made about eleven million in its uh, preliminary box office outing, which is pretty good. I just there was some stuff that was just really frustrating for me for this film, like the it was all a dream, psych. It's not a dream. The fucking 
I don't know, some choices they made and stuff. I want to say that the the whole dream, it's not a dream thing. I think it's just part of the, because the, they kind of explain it down the line in the uh, sequels. Uh, because obviously they, you know, the tall man still exists on the, uh, all the characters, like all the, uh, the, the dwarves and uh, but undead stuff. Like they all exist still. They hadn't known they were going to get a sequel though. Right. And he didn't plan on a mm. sequel. So you have to think of this as a standalone okay, movie. Okay. So I think that, uh, maybe the, the whole like dream thing is just like the tall man just messing with everyone. Uh, that's I what I like to believe. Just that's my... it for my terrible commentary overall thoughts the reason i I appreciate appreciate this movie outside of really enjoying it as a kid uh is just that it doesn't necessarily follow uh a traditional kind of horror cliche formula or template it's really kind of random and all over the place actually i have something to say to that um i did read that this was before there was a horror template Mm. and he was able to do just whatever the fuck he wanted this was before like halloween and all that stuff had really come out when he was doing it. Uh, yeah, I really like this movie. Um, I hated it the first time, like absolutely hated it. I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever, but it has grown on me. And now I've become a huge fan of the series. Uh, I'd love to cover uh, part two because I think it's the best. Uh, yeah, in the whole series. I hated this movie the first time I saw it. This second time through, it's not bad. I don't think it's this amazing cult classic it's one of the best horror movies ever that it gets hyped up as is a little ridiculous to me i will say it's a just a really you could just say it's a nice cult classic for me i think it's a so bad it's good movie i would put that Hmm. i would put it in that genre for me personally i think you would enjoy the second one a lot more just because of yeah, just the the action and like the comedy and uh, special effects. Well, if you want us to cover part two of Phantasm, let us know. Thank you for listening to Survive the Night. If you want to reach out to us and get in touch, there's several ways you can do that. On social media, uh, we have several places to, <laughs> to message us. I don't know why I'm laughing. On Instagram, we're at s.t.n underscore podcast. On Twitter, we're at stnpod. Please give us a follow on Twitter because we only have seven followers. <laughs> only seven? I know. Uh, I think yeah. that's Amir's fault. Excuse I don't know. He, you're the one who works the Twitter. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty good at Twitter on my personal account. I just have to tweet more, I guess. Uh, <laughs> if you want to join our Facebook group, uh, you just search up Survive the Night Podcast on Facebook. 42 fucking members oh, so wow. far of this recording. Oh, wow. Good for you. Uh, and as I mentioned, if you wanted to email us, you could do that at survive the night podcast at gmail.com. So on our next episode, based on fan feedback, we got a request to do The Witch, which is directed by Robert Eggers. Is that how you say his name? The Eggman. The Eggman. I don't know. I thought it was fucking Michael Crichton for my entire life until you told me it was I thought Crichton. it was Crandall. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, so we got this from a fan. Um <laughs> Shut the <laughs> fuck up, Andrew. I swear to God. Um, if there's anything else you guys want to hear from us, let us know. You know, we're, we definitely take suggestions. So, yeah, The Witch on the next episode. I don't know why you guys are fucking laughing. I'm not laughing. I'm laughing because Andy laughed. For I'm not doing anything. <laughs> no reason. Uh, yeah, The Witch on the next episode. Join us for that because it's fucking awesome and there's lots to get into about it. You've been listening to Survive the Night. Uh, my name's Amir. I've been co-hosting with Andy. Yeah. And Ryan. Yes. 
And yeah, we'll talk to you on the next episode. Take Bye. care. You think that when you die, you go to heaven. You come to us. <laughs> Pieces. It's the only way you're gonna get him.